Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Men of Now. Today's is an interesting one. We're going to be talking about books. So welcome to Book Club. Books, um, I know nowadays it's so easy to just go to YouTube. You can just watch a video on something. Um, but there really are, there's so many amazing books out there that can help you on your self-development journey, wherever that is, whatever you're trying to work on. And we really wanted to touch base on some of those. Some of those that we believe are key that every man should read throughout their course of development to becoming a true man. Um, and we're going to share some of our favorites as well as a whole bunch of other ones that we think are great as well. And we would love for the audience to participate and bring up some of those that maybe they think are great books as well. So starting it off, we got Mr. Joel. How are you, sir? There we go. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Jaron, how are you? Howdy. And we have Josh, but he just dropped out for a second. A little bit of technical issues. He's out in London right now. He's traveling the world, as always, being a, a very busy man. Let's see if he's uh, set up now. There we go. How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. Everything's Fantastic. coming through just fine from the hotel room. Yeah, how's London town? Good. Yesterday was uh, was a bit rainy, but today has been uh, actually a very nice fall day. So nice, beautiful, crisp, clear. It's uh, yeah, quite lovely over here. And it's nice being, you're, you know, eight hours ahead. You're back in the motherland, too. So that's more than appropriate for talking about books, since that's where <laughs> it all started, at least in the Anglo-speaking world. That's right. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's start this off, guys. I really want to go through um, some books that kind of are close to our hearts, at least on maybe um, they were the most transformative or eye-opening to us in, in, you know, really whatever realm. And for me, that was stoicism. I never really understood stoicism. Um, I, yeah, I, I understand. It's like, I kind of always thought of it as like no emotion, but it, it's a lot deeper than that. It's really control of emotion. And so I think back to like being a little kid and I used to get in trouble all the time. Like the ADHD, I had, I had bright uh, bleach blonde hair when I was a kid. And they used to call me Dennis the Menace for just running around and screaming and causing a ruckus no matter what we were trying to do. Being an and, asshole. Yeah, being an <laughs> asshole. And so that has always been a piece of my personality and it has carried through. And I was never 100% sure like why. Um, I think at times the reason why I always need to speak up or be involved, sometimes that can be nervous energy uh, because I really am as much of an, like I have to force myself to be an extrovert uh, even though I enjoy being an extrovert, it's exhausting. I need, I'm an extroverted introvert who needs that introverted time. So sometimes that nervous energy comes out and I lose that stoicism and I will let my emotions go. And I've had to do a lot of work to recognize that, and be able to take step steps back in certain moments. And so one of my favorite books of all time is The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. Now, the Daily Stoic is 365 meditations on wisdom, perseverance, and the art of living. So essentially what it is, is, for every day of the year, you would open this up and you would read a quote. Um, it can be from, uh, from all different times of history. Like a lot of it is from like the ancient Greeks, 
Um, like I just opened up a page here. We got Marcus Aurelius from Meditations, another book that I have sitting next to me. Um, and it's just, it's really, really powerful. Um, just kind of for framing your mind. And sometimes it's really weird. This book is strange. When I am going through a very specific issue, maybe it's with uh, with my career, with my business, with a, with a friend. If I come to this book, somehow, some way, that day's uh, you know, reflection directly relates to it, or I can direct directly relate to it. And it, it just, it was, it was wild. Like even today, today's is a, a higher power and it's, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and read it. And then to give you guys an idea. Okay. So the quote begins, this is the very thing which makes up the virtue of the happy person and a well flowing life. When the affairs of life are in every way turned to the harmony between the individual divine spirit and the will of the director of the universe. And this is from Chrysippus, quoted in Diogenes Laertius, Lives of the Eminent Philosophers. So again, he loves the Greeks. And so he breaks it down. And this is why I find it interesting because Joel does sobriety coaching. In undergoing a 12-step program, Many addicts struggle most with step two, acknowledging a higher power. Addicts often fight this one. At first, they claim it's because they're atheists or because they don't like religion or because they don't understand why it matters. But they later realize that this is just the addiction talking. It's another form of selfishness and self-absorption. The actual language of this step is pretty easy to swallow. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Subsequent steps ask the addict to submit and let go. The second step really has less to do with God than those other steps, the letting go. It's about attuning to the universe and discarding the toxic idea that we're the center of it. It's no wonder that the Stoics are popular with those in the 12-step programs. It's also clear that this wisdom is beneficial to us all. You don't have to believe there is a God directing the universe. You just need to stop believing that you're the director. As soon as you can attune your spirit to that idea, the easier and happier your life will be because you will have given up the most potent addiction of all, control. How powerful is that? I never really thought of it that way. It is uh you know, understanding that you can do a lot to control what happens in your life and the direction you want to take it, but you're, you're not the architect or director of the universe. And so for me, at least it's uh it's very powerful. There's uh, workbooks and stuff that go along with it. And he's got a lot of other great books, but if you ever were interested in stoicism and looking at things a little bit differently, um, oh my God, I think he's one of the best. What's up, Thor? Good to see you. Talking about stoicism right now. Just read a little bit from uh, Ryan Holiday. Um, lots of great books that you actually recommended me. So appreciate it, brother. Yeah, I like I like those points you made, Huds. Like, you know, I was talking about this with Jaron this morning. It's like um, we don't get to choose our timeline. Uh, universe has that in play. And one of my big things is trying to control the timeline of my life. And as I was sharing with Jaron this morning, it doesn't work. And so I have to let go of that control and just accept that 
you know, if I, I, I can do the work to the best I can, but at the end of the day, it's not gonna, it might not be what I want. And usually what happens is it's always better than I want, but it just doesn't happen when I want it. And that's kind of the, the dichotomy of life. So the more I have great things happen though, the more I trust that the more I let go and embody that stoicism, the better results I'm going to have ironically. Cause I'm someone that I like control too, man. It's uh it's nice to be able to do what I want when I want with who I want. It's like, Nope, <laughs> you know, very small part of this universe. Yeah. But no one else is ever on the same page. It seems cause I, I suffer from the same thing. I have a vision clearly mapped out in my head. And if everyone just fell in line and, or got out of my goddamn way, then everything would be great, groovy, grand and wonderful for me, but that's not how life works. So books like that, they're quite powerful in reminding you that, okay, sometimes you got to step a bit back. Yes, you are the architect of your own universe, but there is a higher universal energy form, whether that be God, whether that be source, whether that be whatever you believe in flowing through you. And sometimes if you just kind of not become a passerby, but not push so much that things just kind of conspire in your favor and then start to line up for you. So that, that is a lesson I have to constantly remind myself of. Yeah, and as they say, right, life is, uh, you know, 10% what happens to you, 90% how you react to it. And so um, the advantage and edge of exercising stoicism is it really allows you to see the world in a much more objective way. Because when you see things in a very objective way, in a very objective fashion, then you can really maneuver to your best advantage rather than getting caught up in the emotion of it. Because oftentimes when things don't work out, it's usually, you know, the universe or whatever higher power like telling us not yet or like this isn't a way that works. But if we take it to a level where we're too emotional about it, then we take it very personally. And we feel like, oh, my gosh, the universe is actively conspiring to like thwart me here. So we react in a very different way versus just seeing it for what it is, seeing the pure objective truth of the matter. Then it's like, okay, now I know objectively, like what uh, the degree of, you know, this, that, or the other that's happening to me, what the root causes and reasons are behind it. So now I actually know how to maneuver in a better pathway to get to my true objective or where I want to get. Absolutely. That is so true. If you can pull out this objective and look at things objectively at all times, you always make the best decisions. Yeah. And you can't be redlining all the time. I naturally have that energy form too, where I'm always just push, 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 push. And sometimes I realize that if I'm running at 11 all the time, sometimes it might behoove me to dial the gauge back a bit and head down to like a 10 or a nine or even an eight. And then things just go a lot more smooth um, as far as a, a pacing perspective is concerned in terms of anything in life for that matter. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, move on over to you, Joel. Let's hear about you. What you got to the table? Yeah. So one book that's really been helping me is No Bad Parts, uh, Healing Trauma and Becoming Whole uh, by Richard C. Schwartz. And it's super powerful because basically what it teaches is that throughout our lives, when something happens that's uninvited, uh, negative, you could say, uh, trauma, parts of our brain, our consciousness, our soul, our spirit split off. And what I found in doing this, this work is that there's a lot of parts of myself that I've disowned and I've shamed and I've said, you know, you're not welcome in my life anymore. I, I, I don't want you anymore. And although like in the moment that can seem good because it's like, okay, I'm leveling up and becoming a better person. I can't have this energy anymore. That energy still lingers. And as I found through this journey, even as I've done so much inner work, there's still these parts that come in and um, 
I used to say sabotage my life, but essentially what they, they are is they just want attention. They just want to be seen. And then once I'm able to see that part and give it the love that it needs, I know it's a men's channel, right? You don't use the word love. No, you, you got to have love for different parts of yourself. I do. In my opinion, anyway. <laughs> yeah. And once I've been able to show those parts love, they, they relax and they calm down and they say, okay, I trust you now because maybe in, I'll, I'll give an example. Um, in an elementary school okay so i'm in mexico city and so we there's this like place with all this paper mache and uh really nice sculptures and one was a pinata and it made me remember when i was uh i think it was like third grade i had a birthday party and i invited everyone from my my class and i wasn't like super popular or anything so it was a big deal that everyone decided to come and my parents got a pinata and they didn't realize that you have to put candy in the pinata like post buying it so we break it open, you know, everyone's hitting it, you know, everyone's excited, you know, ready for our sugar rush. We bust it open and the only thing that comes out is like the shriveled up balloon that's used to inflate the paper mache. So no candy comes out. And the disappointment on everyone's face was, uh, I can laugh about it now, but they weren't happy. And let's just say I didn't have very awesome birthdays since. And I think that was like a big, big part. And so like part of me was like never, I, I disowned this part that was like, yo, be be a party guy like have fun like you know invite people you know you can you can host a good party i kind of shut that part down and it's only today when i'm like realizing okay that part is still like ashamed it's still embarrassed it still feels a lot of guilt and so in sending that part acceptance and like hey man it's not your fault uh it's, it, it happened and and you know you'd be angry about it let yourself feel the pain but i'm gonna you know, you're welcome back anytime and we're going to have a good time. And you can trust me that I'm not going to get a pinata that's not full of candy anymore. I'm probably not even going to ever get a pinata again because that's uh, unless I have like kids or something. But um, that part of me can trust that things are going to be OK. And so what this book is really helpful for is it helps to be able to have these conversations with oneself, like uh, in, in like a you know a comfortable, safe space. You can also get like a coach, mentor, or somebody to do that work with you. Uh, there's a guy on our channel recently, uh, Nick. Uh, it was Life After Game. He's my coach and mentor. And he's done a lot of work with me on this where he'll sit down and he'll invite me to bring all these parts in in like almost like a therapy session uh, where each part, you know, one part, the, the part that's angry at the other part, for example, um, Maybe like, you know, I messed up with a girl. There's going to be a part of me that's angry at myself for making that mistake. If I can say, hey, part that, you know, didn't make the right move. Can you just step aside for a little bit so I can talk to the part that's hurting and, you know, embarrassed and, you know, upset with this decision. And once that part says yes, that part takes a step out. I have the conversation with the part that that's hurting. Uh, we come to peace. Then I welcome that other part in. I have the part I just talked to sit out. We have that conversation like, hey, man, like, um, you know, I'm sorry that happened. I'm sorry, you know, we didn't make the right choice for what you wanted. Uh, once that part comes down, the other two parts come back in. And then we have like a harmonious reunion where we talk about uh, where they basically make peace. And they say, OK, you know, I appreciate you for acknowledging that you didn't do exactly the right thing that could have been beneficial in that situation. Uh, what can we learn going forward? And the other part says, hey, thanks for, you know, accepting me back. Like, I didn't mean to make a mistake. I just didn't know. And that's just one example, but having that safe space where you can talk about that um, with the, those different parts, I found has been very healing. And, and now I feel like I can, I don't feel, I think, I know I can go through life knowing that if I do make a mistake, it's not going to be this life or death situation anymore. 
and I can really learn the lesson and make those adjustments so I don't make those mistakes anymore. And it's it's just a super powerful book. And I mean, I honestly I could talk about that forever, but um I know we're gonna pass the torch here soon, but yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I think we all, I, I, I'm not gonna say that. Uh, I know I have a lot of parts that I'm still integrating and trying to find wholeness with. And each time I do find that part, I become more of a, you know, I embody that stoicism like Hud's talked about. I can be grounded. I can have better dating life. I can have better, make better, better business decisions and uh, decisions with my money. So money is some a big thing I'm working through right now is learning how to have a responsible relationship with my money. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's the book of the day for, for myself. I like that. I, I'm kind of like thinking about it in this aspect and you can correct me if my interpretation is wrong. When we're thinking about like no bad parts, I almost, um, and the way you kind of are explaining your resolution, it's almost like kind of having multiple personalities, but there it's multiple aspects of your personality and not, none of them are inherently wrong, but if you kind of combine two of them, or um, I, I kind of almost imagine it's like, you know, you always had that friend that your mom didn't like growing up and like she hated when the two of you got together because you always seem to get into trouble. It's like something like that. And so like when you are bringing out certain aspects of your personality while neglecting some others, that's when you can make some terrible mistakes. And uh, that's, that's kind of how I viewed it. And that's a really interesting way to like understand it. Like, look, yeah, I massively messed up here, but I only massively messed up because I let these aspects of my personality go wild without keeping them in check with the others. Yeah. Yeah. And even going off that, not allowing those parts to have that, their freedom they need. Cause like I dude, a hundred percent, like my mom hated friends that were like, you know, party, party kids or whatever. I loved them. And that meant that there's a part of me that's embodies them. Right. And I got pissed at my mom. I'm like, dude, like these are cool kids. Like they're nice people. Like why just because they're not rich or something doesn't mean I can't hang out. Um, yeah, making peace with those not rich parts or whatever is, you know, you hit it right on the net on the head. And um, I thought I had multiple personality disorder for a long time. And therapists were like, no, nah, dude, like not at all. I'm just like, Fuck. I swear yeah. I do. <laughs> no, you you definitely do not. But that's a that's that's super interesting. And I think most people deal with that to a certain degree, because I've had that thought before, too, where and Joel, you've seen different sides of me where I feel like at times certain parts of me don't even really recognize each other. So for me, for the last few years, actually, no, I, I took care of it a while ago. I call it um, like an integration type exercise. And with my coaching clients, we go through these things, too. So I have two examples that I use frequently. One, when I lost all the weight for the longest time, I still get a lot. I still get a, gave a lot of anxiety and energy and a negative standpoint to the former fat version of myself. And I used to say things like, I'm a former fat kid or I'm a recovering fat kid. And I used to have this script in my head where I, I used to always say, I have to, I have to kill the fat kid, kill the fat kid. That's no longer a part of me. This part of me needs to die. It doesn't exist anymore. And then I realized about late to mid twenties when my fitness really got taken up a notch to the next level is when I learned to integrate that part of me is as far as, okay, I don't need to fill, feed or I don't need to kill the fat kid. I need to feed the fat kid. So that's when I started doing the intermittent fasting and then doing the feasting. We had a little splurge meal here earlier. So for me, sitting down, giant plate full of fried chicken, I never eat that shit. But it was like, all right, well, now, now I need to feed that part of my personality, that fat kid. Because if you neglect him, then, then he's just buried down in there. 
waiting to come out. And then you're kind of at odds with yourself. And you don't want to be at odds with yourself. You want to be integrated with yourself. And then another part of me, I was always, um, as Huds mentioned, I was always way ahead in school, academically gifted, never really tried hard to get straight A's, always set the curve on every test, always gotten like the 99th percentile in every standardized test I've ever taken at any point in my life, never have to study or anything. So there's a nerdy part of me. And when I started getting into game, I used to always think that, okay, I have to be Mr. Alpha cool guy. And, I, and, I, and I've identified this in my clients because I identified it myself at one point to where I've, I've made the mistake of being always alpha all the time always trying to be Mr. Cool Guy, always being too cool for school. And I get a lot of new guys that watch this kind of stuff. They see me on other channels. They'll slide in my DMs and they'll leave stupid little comments. I'm like, oh, that guy's caught in the, in the too cool for school phase where he's still not comfortable with that nerdy, that dorky, that less cool part of himself. So he has to overcompensate for it. And that shows just lack of immaturity. I believe lack of masculinity. And I identify that because I went through that stage to where all of a sudden I got really good at game. I was running a, a ton of volume in and out of the house, but the girls weren't staying around. And I wondered, okay, well now I can get laid. And I thought that would fill that void inside of me for not being able to do so when I was younger, but net, but it's almost worse. Like, okay, now these girls are coming over and banging me, but they're not staying around. So they're, so there's still a void being left. And in fact, every new lay is creating a bigger void within me. So how do I, how do I deal with this? How do I fill this void? And then I realized at one point, okay, I need to bring the nerdy, the dorky part of me online. And once I did that, entire dating game change. Once I, I brought down that veil, you, you still have to be, I mean, you still have to know game. You still have to be socially aware. You still have to be socially adapted in, in various situations, but you don't have to be the cool guy all the time. And I think that was a part of me as a kid where I was always the nerd. I always thought I had no friends. And then when I head back to my hometown, people always tell me like, dude, everyone liked you. you, you no, one ever like, no one ever bullied me. I was never not invited to parties. I, it was just something internally inside of me that I thought I wasn't good enough. So once I started showing that nerdy side of me, like the goofy little laughs and the stupid little puns, <laughs> there's a lady last night, she was trying to sell us chocolate and she had no arms. And so I was just making hand, like handy puns all fucking night, just cracking myself up. And everyone, everyone's looking at me like, this is clearly inappropriate. But that is a part of my personality. And as much as I used to not like that part, and as much as other people don't like it, because it is inappropriate, it's pretty, pretty dark humor. Um, it is a part of me that's endearing and it makes my personality more dynamic. And, and that's just an example. But I realize, especially when it comes to the dating game, bringing that dorky side online, these girls start falling in love with you because they realize, okay, this guy isn't the guy that's going to hurt. I mean, girls are insecure too. Let's not get, get that wrong. But it's, they, they get to the point where like, okay, this guy isn't Mr. Cool Guy. This isn't the guy that's just going to smash and pass or pump and dump me. This guy actually has some depth to him. There's some dynamism to him. And there's layers of him that I want to just continue to discover. And in doing so, they start to get addicted to you. And, and you can kind of drop the veil too. And then a lot of girls are dorks actually too. So by me showing that part of my personality, that draws that part of their personality out. And then we have multiple dimensions of ourselves that we can share with each other, going back to that disintegration type concept to where, I, 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 again, I hear guys and girls do this all the time. They'll lead with that one part of their personality. And I, I always think this guy's disintegrated or this girl's disintegrated. So when you're able to integrate those parts of your personality, show them at appropriate times, then you can have a much richer, more full, I think more fluid interaction with girls or guys alike. Yeah, 100%. Um, you got anything to say, Josh? Yeah, I mean, what I'd say is that, you know, there, there's always, there's a time and a place, right, where, you know, you have to em embrace the darker aspects of your personality, right? Um, because, you know, as they say, right, a, a house divided cannot stand. And so more often than not, right, when we have those um, parts of ourselves or the parts of our personalities, right, um, that, you know, either we 
feel that you know they don't necessarily like serve us or they they harm us or they embarrass us or lead to all these different negative things we have to understand that you know that's it's part of our makeup it's part of uh you know who we are and um you know what makes us a well-rounded person and so but again by becoming more so for lack of a better term by becoming one with all those different parts of yourself and your personality that's what lets you exercise them in moderation because more often than not especially when you see people that you know go on to do like really you know bad or really terrible things more often than not it's because you know they're keeping a very separate split between like oh here's like the personality i show everybody else then here's what i'm secretly thinking on the back end until the point where you know the back end part just gets like you know so cooped up and so powerful that eventually it just starts to like you know springboard out right and so that's oftentimes where again you see people that just you know react very emotionally to things and it's because there's a lot of pent-up stuff that's been you know kind of pushed down and personalities are are very dynamic though you know those bits and those pieces are going to like push through the surface they're going to bubble through so you know the the challenge for everybody is right to figure out um you know what it is and what it takes in order to to balance those parts of yourself out and use them in a constructive fashion otherwise they're going to turn into a very destructive part of yourself and going to lead to greater and more destructive uh consequences and so you know that's something i had to learn myself right through throughout the years like when i was coming up you know anger used to be like my big major thing and it was very much the split of like well you know deep down i'm really angry about a lot of stuff and angry at the world but i'm just going to push that to the side because um you know this i don't feel is working out well for me or you know this just leads to um, outcomes where like you know I, I lose my temper and then the next thing i know like i'm yelling or going off on somebody for you know not really a good valid reason or getting into fights and so once i realized understand that okay like the getting angry is like a natural part and it's a natural reaction to something but I can take that energy and I can constructively channel it into, you know, working out, playing sports or just using it as like, you know, focus, right, for um, getting stuff done. Uh, suddenly I started realizing like, oh, yeah, you know, I can be super, super productive. And, you know, like some of the like in, in college, like some of the best papers I wrote or, you know, some of the best uh, projects I've worked on and gotten done, I've gotten them done out of sheer spite. So, you know, it can be a, a very, very good motivator. Um, it can be a really good source of energy if you leverage it constructively. But, you know, if you're that guy that's always, you know, flying off the handle and getting into fist fights every time you go out to a bar because of the, you know, minor slights or anything like that, that's just, you know, showing that, hey, there's a very large part of you that you haven't fully come to terms with, haven't recon reconciled with yet, uh, whether it's because of, you know, past trauma and resolved issues or whatever it may be. But again, there's a, a part of you that's, again, you know, running around rampant that hasn't been fully integrated to to the point where it's serving you in a constructive fashion rather than you know lashing out in a very destructive fashion that's mm, very wise I, I like how you put all that and you know what why don't we why don't we go with you we'll switch over um what's uh what book do you want to bring to the table today so kind of kind of touching on that um the book i want to bring to the table today is a, a book called how to make Shit happen uh by sean whalen um Awesome guy, great motivational speaker. Uh, he runs a group called uh, The Lion's Den. So I've been uh, a follower and fan of his for for quite a while. And years ago, in my under under one of my other monikers, I uh, did an interview with him uh, on a podcast. Um, and so, you know, great guy. But um, really, the book is about um, really how to get the most out of life and how to get stuff done. 
And a lot of it goes into detailing, like, you know, we all have bad issues and bad trauma or things that have happened. One, how to let all that stuff go. And two, how to really focus and get to where it is that we need to be. And so the book opens actually with him very much detailing him at his absolute lowest point in his life, where he was going through his divorce. He'd lost millions of dollars. He um, was, you know, not sure if he was going to have custody of his kids. And so, you know, he details about, hey, you know, I just picked up a revolver and just stuck it in my mouth and was getting ready to pull the trigger. And for some reason, I paused. And then from then on, that's when I started to turn my life around for the better. But, you know, I realized that there was a lot of stuff that he didn't have to carry that he was basically carrying and was weighing him down. So it really goes into detailing, um, again, a lot about how we can make the most out of our lives, as well as how we can make the most out of our relationships and how to have really great relationships, but also to like how to forgive the people that have done us wrong or that we, you know, hold some type of torture, some type of angst against. Um, and then also about, you know, really understanding that, you know, we only have such a limited amount of time in this world. So we might as well not waste our energy and really put forth our, our full energy and effort into really going after what it is that we want to get the most out of life and to achieve it. Um, and, you know, a great example that uh, he's mentioned before, it's actually a really quick read and not that long of a book. But uh, the, one of the funny little tidbits about the book is that when they launched it, the editors didn't catch a mistake in which the book actually has like no page numbers. So they came back to him and said, hey, we just noticed that like, you know, it's out, it's released, we has no page numbers, we can go back and we could, you know, um, reprint page numbers. And he's just like, you know what, it's more important that it's just out there and it does its thing, even if it's imperfect. So screw it, you know, every edition that we have going forward, it will never have page numbers. So yeah, it's a short, easy read, but also you don't have to worry about it being like, you know, some crazy, like long, like, you know, oh my gosh, how many more pages do I have to go? Because there's no page numbers. So again, you just go into it um, and, and can get uh, all the value out of it. But yeah, that's uh, that'd be my book choice. Um, and for me, I personally kind of got a lot about it, especially when it came to talking a lot about, um, you know, how to manage with, you know, bouncing back from, you know, when you find yourself in a lull or in a low point. And especially when it comes to talking about, um, you know, the different relationships that you you have with people. He's like, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter like who it is, right? If it's a family member, a friend, an acquaintance or whatever, you know, if you're holding on to this grudge and somebody that's uh, done you wrong, you really have to to let that go in order to move on and really be the um, person that you're meant to be. So for me, it's a fantastic book that I've actually bought for quite a lot of people um, and clients as well. And so it's a book that I highly, highly recommend. And again, if you don't have time to read it, it's on Audible as well. So you can get the audiobook version and uh, you know you can listen to it. It's a real short, really quick, but it's also extremely, extremely powerful. So it's uh, that's a book that I've uh, recommended to to a lot of people. I just bought it an hour and 19 minutes. So that'll be a very quick listen. There we go. Yeah. yeah put it on times two speed too. And you'll get through that puppy in half hour. Yeah. yeah like one, session. Workout, one workout. Yeah. <laughs> Power hour, baby. <laughs> That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick it up myself because um, I've heard of it before, but I I've never, because I know that story, like the intro to that. It's so famous that I know the intro and I didn't know the book. So. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, again, if you listen to a lot of, um, you know, his stuff that he goes on and talks about, like a lot of it details from that. Um, but you know, this is like kind of the real, like hardcore front where you're just like reading the first couple of pages are just like, Oh, wow. Okay. This is uh, where we're starting. So it's like, you know, one of those where you think like, Oh, like, you know, I'm having a, a rough day and you're like, Oh yeah, no, like, 
you know, this guy's literally detailing, you know, putting a gun in his mouth and tasting the metal. And then like realizing like, you know what, maybe there's something worth, uh, worth fighting for in this life. There's worth living for in this life. So, you know, again, it just goes to show like, no matter what your lowest point is, uh, is at, um, you know, again, understand that it's, it's temporary. And so, um, you know, we do have the power to, um, change our circumstances. Yeah. You know, a book is good as if you can read the first page and like, you don't have to read it anymore. That's kind of my gauge on if I want to keep reading it. There's a lot of good books out there that you can just read the title and it's just like, Oh, okay. I know exactly what this book's going to be about. And I got all the piece I need from it. So that's good. I see the trick to read the last chapter and then start at the beginning. So that way, because usually if it's well written, it comes full circle. Ah, like well, what short. the hell's wrong with you guys? Just read the fucking book. <laughs> no, I can't do anything as prescribed I, I, I by go, society. You know, I'm a nonconformist. I go, I get to page 66 and to the third paragraph. And if I like the way that it's structured, then I'll read the book. Like what? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, for for me, it's uh, you know, if someone I as more successful than me or someone that uh, I respect, anytime anyone that if that falls into one of those two categories, like mentions a book, just my knee jerk reaction is I instantly buy it. So I just don't even think, I don't even hesitate. I just jot it down and I instantly buy it. Either I buy it from my phone, um, or I'll you know, like on this webcast, like there's already like a couple books here. I'm getting ready to order. So like, I remember one time I was at uh, a car dealership. I was, I was at a Lamborghini dealership. We're watching it. We're at the launch of the new uh, Lamborghini um, Huracan Evo at the time. And it was just launched, unveiled. And so I was there talking to a good, a good buddy of mine who's the same age as me, but has done a, way more successful financially. Really awesome, really great guy. And so you know, he's talk, we're talking stuff and talking shop about business. He's like, yeah, this one book that kind of opened my eyes a little bit to how I you know, um, make stuff, um, you know, market my products is uh, this book called the power of fascination by this author and i was like looked it right up and i was like oh is this the book right here it's like yeah i was like all right cool i'm buying it right here right now so you know anytime that i hear a book from uh book recommendation from anybody that's again more successful than me or that i really respect yeah i don't even think twice about it i just automatically buy it and i'm just like, all right cool it's just committed to to my reading list I do yeah. that too. Just get just get a Kim, just get a Amazon Kindle or Audible subscription. It seems like no matter how many books I buy, I always have eighteen to twenty-one credits on Audible. So even in this stream, the book's coming up. I have my Audible tab open right now. I'm just buying them, and then I swear to God, I'll go down to like eleven credits, and then tomorrow I'll seem to have eighteen credits again. Or I, I don't log in there too often. I just kind of listen to books passively in the background. But I like that rule a lot. And I used to have one too, where if more than one person recommends a book to me, then I immediately have to buy it. So for whatever reason. It doesn't happen often, but someone will recommend a book to me. And then it seems like without fail within the next seven days, someone else will be like, Hey, you should really check out this book. I'm like, all right, that's two people. Universe is telling me something. Just, just download the damn book and listen to it. Yeah. Dude, I, the I other wanna... day I had this, um, I was in this uh, recovery meeting and I was talking to Ricky Goodall, who's been on the channel. And he's like, dude, you should read this book. I was talking to him about one itis. He's like, check it out, man. And then three minutes later in the, in the recovery meeting, they're like, Hey, by the way, for this today's reading, we're going to be reading this book. That was the book that Ricky recommended three minutes earlier. I'm just like, dude. Yeah. I even met one of my, I even met one of my good business partners to this day um, from uh, book recommendations. Cause I had a mutual friend that I, I didn't really know him at the time. Um, but I had, we were, we both had a mutual friend and we didn't know each other. And he's like, Hey, you know, like you and this other guy, like recommended me the exact same book. Like I should put you guys in touch. And so, you know, through that, like, huh, wound up meeting one of my you know, best business partners to this day. Oh, that's awesome. 
Well, speaking of book recommendations, uh, Jaron, what do you? Well, hold, hold on. Got? I want to make. Yeah, sure we got a couple Lucas. comments. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll make oh, sure gotcha. So cool. I don't know if this is necessarily for self development, um, but it is super fascinating. Um, I've actually never heard of this. Um, I do some work, and uh, I'm very close friends with Glenn Lawrence, um, who does a lot of biblical work. So I know I will be reading this, and I will be texting him after this and finding out if he has ever read it. Um, this is pretty cool. So it is um, an older book, and it is talking about essentially the second coming, um, the two thousand years, which essentially uh, we're close. Land, which would which would land on two thousand thirty-two, um, and it talks about uh, the different writings of church fathers in um, you know different subsects. They got Roman Catholic, Protestant, Eastern Orthodox, and kind of how they laid it out and what it would look like. And I find that fascinating. So for anybody who's into more of the uh, biblical stuff or you know, just wants to expand their knowledge, this sounds like a great read. So I have to say thank you for recommending that because you have at least one person who's going to be reading it. I am too. I was just in the Holy Land right before things started popping off. Never knew much about that kind of stuff. When you go there, it's, pre it's pretty easy to understand who the assholes are. I'll just leave it at that. So any books like this, for whatever reason, that just brought a new part of me online that I had never tapped into before. And now I'm fascinated. So that book will definitely be purchased on Audible right now. Good stuff. And okay. that, that was the only one I wanted to grab before, uh, before we went on. And then we can move to you, Jaron. On your yeah, we can do that. And then this one, LOL, 2X speed kills the experience of mood catching feeling for me, to be honest. I'm kind of the same way. Two, 2X is sometimes too fast. Usually 1.2 or 1.5 is good enough, depending upon how fast the narrator speaks. I know when I do videos, a lot of times I naturally speak at 1.2 to 1.5 the average. So for me, you'd probably have to bring me down, but other guys are quite slow. So you can, you can get up there. So just whatever's comfortable for you, as long as the words aren't bleeding into each other, then yeah, I'll usually speed it up a little bit too. Um, so my book is, it's more of a framework. And this is an author and podcaster and personality kind of in the manosphere type spaces that I've liked for quite a while. I don't think he's as popular as mainstream, but a lot of people that have gone deep in this space probably know this name, um, Caleb Jones. And he has a couple books actually, but the one that I'm recommending is The Unchained Man, The Alpha Male 2.0, Be More Happy, Make More Money, Get Better With Women, Live More Free. And the reason this one resonated with me is because I am a systems and structures guy. So yes, I like to read. I'm not a huge fan of nonfiction or uh, a fiction. Joel asked me the other day, he's like, oh, bro, like check out this Lord of the Rings meme. Like, dude, I've never watched Lord of the Rings. I watched the first movie in eighth, eighth grade, thought it was the dumbest thing. It was so fucking boring. I had to leave and I've never watched it since. Harry Potter's boring, Marvel stuff. Like I know you guys, we do like the whatever. I don't even know because I don't watch any of that stuff. I thought comics were dumb as a kid. I was a nerd. So I read like encyclopedias from A to Z. So I'm 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 an academic in that sense and this book was very nice. It is a bit longer, I believe on the Audible version it is 13 hours and 5 minutes, but it goes through and it and it and it attacks various verticals of your life in terms of how you should think maybe systematically about these specific areas and how they all integrate with each other to create a new operating system or framework. And the reason, again, this resonated with me is because that's largely how I think, that I have an internal operating system. I like to bring things to the forefront of my consciousness, maybe pick it apart, chew it, chew it around a bit, spit it out, put it back in my mouth, swallow it, put it back together. And then it's in me. It's a part of me. I don't think about it anymore. I go on to the next thing. So this book is precisely for that. Um, I can go into it just real quick. So the few areas of uh, your life it covers is it's got five parts. Part one, the alpha male in the 21st century, alpha 2.0. 
Part two, your enemies. Part three, your life 101. Part four, women. Women are a big part of your life. Part five, your money. You should probably have that together too. And part six, your world. And then again, if you go into each of those parts, it's really um, part one, the five traits of the alpha male. Part two, how society programs you, how to overcome it. The six society values, the masculine man and the feminine world. Part three, seven key areas of your life, which I've always viewed my life in seven verticals or seven spokes. Um, it's funny, a lot of guys that I follow also view it in that term, but I came to that conclusion independently of them. And then when we put our heads together, it's like, okay, there's a reason we're drawn together. So again, these are a lot of things I was already thinking and then seeing it just put together in a very concise and a very well put together structured framework thought, okay, well, this this fills in a lot of the gaps that I have. And of course, like anything, I'll, in, I'll internalize it, but I'll also make it my own too. So no two people are alike. Uh, anything, guys, I, I say, don't take everything I say wholesale, uh, pick it apart, put it back together, make it your own, and then discard whatever doesn't work for you because we're two different people. Uh, again, part three, how to effectively manage your time is a huge one. How to set independent goals, part four, women. This is more of the kind of flexual dating type framework. So he talks about how you can structure your dating life to have casual relationships that are deeply committed. I never knew that was a thing. I always followed the two-way monogamy type model. Uh, that didn't work for me at all in my 20s. Went back to, in my early 20s, I, I did pretty well with women. Played baseball in college. was fairly popular, so that made it easy, but I didn't necessarily have any game. After uh, a series of failed two-way monogamous relationships, started to rework that framework inside of myself and... Joel's seen it too. I've got a couple of girls that are absolutely 100% in love with me, multiple girls that are better than any girlfriend I've ever had in the past. And that's because I structured my life in a very specific way. Caleb Jones hits that nail right on the head. Um, my, my structure differs a little bit than his, but it is a good starting framework again. Part five, your money, work that frees you, created an alpha 2.0 business, how to get high income fast, and then dominate your finances to maximize your lifestyle. And he doesn't advocate necessarily being your uh your your ballers your bill gates your elon musk type type guys he's saying hey you know what how do you map out your lifestyle and then determine what it is you need financially and then create systems of passive revenue to where you can feed that lifestyle without really too much stress or headache so again that resonates very well with me personally and part six your world he does talk about having kids when to have kids if you want to have kids maintaining maximum masculine energy and then how to get out explore the world uh, discover the world and make your mark on the world so for me uh, it, again, it's it's a bit of a longer one, but it's just a very complex and integrated framework that you can internalize and then have a starting point, have a baseline upon which to build and to mold in your image. Interesting. Great. I like that's that. my book. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. a very structured guy. I, I have yeah. He's got that. a. He's got a couple other good books too, like the Complete Guide to Open Relationships, which is kind of a supplement to that one or complete guide to dating younger women. And again, these are things, once you put them in your head, you don't realize it's possible. And once you put them in your head, then you start seeing it out in the world in front of you. And you're like, okay, not only is it possible, it's actually pretty easy to do this and I can do it for myself. And then once you get it down, that's it. You move on. That's that's a, now a new part of uh, your operating system and who you are. Well, I like what you said in that it's uh, you know a framework and you have to custom tailor it and make it your own. Because I think a big problem a lot of guys have when they start consuming a lot of this content is that they take like everything verbatim and they like get very dogmatic and super formulaic with stuff. But you know, it's good that you know you you want to preface it with, hey, this is a framework 
these are tips and tools and like the framework that works for this individual or for you, Jaron, right? But it may not necessarily work 100% for me. So, you know, it's about taking that framework, seeing what works really well for me, the bits and pieces. And then the other parts that don't necessarily work, I don't have to hold on to them like dogmatically. I can actually let those parts go because they don't actually serve me. And then I can truly custom build and maximize a lifestyle that's, you know, going to be the best and most effective for me. So I do love how, um, you know, you, you mentioned that and preface that framework as like, hey, here's how it should be. Because, you know, that's how I structure a lot of things where there's a lot of great and amazing, awesome ideas out there. But, you know, I'm not necessarily bound to, you know, say, following, you know, on a book that has a hundred different ideas, I'm not going to bind myself to, okay, I have to follow a hundred of them exactly to the T as they're outlined. Because maybe 48 of them work really well for me and the others just don't work for me or don't serve me. So, you know, that's what life really is about is picking and choosing and finding the best things and structures that really work for yourself. But at the end of the day, you do have to custom tailor it for yourself and make it the best version for you. Because again, you are your own unique individual. And so, you know, yeah. no one's blueprint is 100% going to be able to carbon copy for you and for your situation. And you see that everywhere, guys. You see that in dating. You see that in diets. You see that in finance. Um, a good example, Joel. Joel's on a bit of a bulk. And I started bulking with him, but now I'm kind of dialing back, going to my regular diet. So you get guys that like, and, and this is still true, like, like your core compound lifts are a fantastic way to build strength, especially if you haven't done that before. But I did that 20 years ago. And so doing things like heavy squats or like more kind of compound lifts that I stopped doing years ago, well, I have a torn meniscus. So going heavy on the squats, yeah, it's awesome. I can do it. I'm actually quite strong, but now my knee's like kind of throbbing and you know what? I'd rather not screw up my knee more. So yeah, I, I know it's not as cool, but I can, I can do seated leg press or I can do high time under tension and really weird type movements that work around the injury and nurture the injury rather than aggravate the injury. But you get a lot of guys that are, and you can, this is how you tell guys are new to any sort of new ideology or any sort of new space. Guys that are brand new to a diet. Oh, you have to be vegan. You have to be paleo. You have to do this. Like, okay, that lets me know you don't know what you're doing because anyone who's been there, done that, and has tried all of them knows that you, you take the best elements of each of them and you put them together in a way that works for you. And then you really just dial in those details. For me, I'm a maximalist. I want to I want to get the maximum output for the minimal input. And a lot of people don't think that way. It's like, this is the prescription. You have to follow it to a T. And like, okay, that just lets me know, one, you're not an independent thinker. Two, you're inexperienced. And three, you really don't know what you're talking about. So those are tells yeah. guys <laughs> don't do that. They say that in recovery too, like take what you want and leave the rest. And so that's a, a great message guys. Like uh, I'll just say like, yeah, for, for me, like Jaron and I, we have different body types. He's an ectomorph. I'm an endomorph for whatever. Yep, I'm one an endomorph. Is, so. You're an ectomorph. Endomorph. Okay. So I'm really skinny yep. and it takes really, it's I'm, really hard. Yeah. I'm big like, and I don't eat. So, <laughs> and when I do that, I get like a super skinny. So um, we've definitely had to tailor some things and, for dating too, like when I got here, I started using uh, Jaren's blueprint for dating because um, I'd been like a little off for a while. And uh, we both run very different uh, sequences. Like you do Tinder, I do day game. And so those require very different sequences besides the initial opener. Um, and I, you know, I've learned I have to work around it. Like I can't. I'm going to run some social game here in a minute. You'll see. You'll see me at work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like inviting, inviting girls right to the house. For me, that doesn't work right now, but it works really well for Jaren. So I usually have to. You know, for me, I go for a coffee, but for, for Jaron, he doesn't have to do a coffee. So if I would have kept doing what Jaron was doing to the T, I probably wouldn't have had any results. And I actually mm -hmm. did make that adjustment after a week. And then the results started coming in because I stopped yep. inviting girls right over. I just said, let's grab a coffee. So yeah, definitely got to be wise. And, and we had a podcast on this recently too, on mental masturbation. So if, if you want more info on that, check that out. It's about, yeah, not just consuming so much YouTube content where your brain's just a mush of different ideas and then you go out in the world and you're just like, oh, 
<laughs> it just doesn't work. So you gotta, yeah, find a find what works for you. That's. I stopped consuming a lot of this type of content for things like, okay, I don't need to keep hearing this and putting ideas in my head that are actually behind me because I do have my own framework dialed in in these areas of my life. So the other day, I've, I felt pretty happy as I'm, as I'm working and, and doing, you know, kind of the monotonous day-to-day stuff, admin stuff, operational type stuff. You know, it was beginning of the month, so you had to go back and do your finances for the previous month, plan them for this month. All that stuff's kind of boring. So usually I have stuff content-wise passively on the background. So these last couple of days, I did like a singer-songwriter series in terms of like how to write really good songs, how to get poetic, the little details that make music great rather than good. And putting that stuff on in the background, yeah, it not only helps my music, but it also helps in other areas of my life. Like, okay, what are, as I'm walking around out here, what are the little details that I'm overlooking that I need to dial into that really sets things uh, leaps and bounds uh, above just everything else around it. So putting new ideas in your head, because it is easy to get sucked into the rabbit hole and, and think, and, and Josh, you've mentioned this too, that with, sometimes in the manosphere, it's like, oh, this is the end all be all. And then you, when you step outside of that mentally and especially content wise, was, oh, there's so much more out there. So now I'm actively looking for new topics to discover since I'm freeing up a lot of that mental bandwidth. Yeah, and again, like, you know, everything, like all this, this this content and stuff, again, it's it's here as tools to for for everybody to use and to to adopt for for themselves. But you know, again, that's the the real key component of being an actualized individual is just making sure that, you know, you're you're thinking independently and just me saying, like, hey, how does this work well for me? And what does this, you know, look like for me? And so, you know, that's um, I mean a you know, kind of, you know, soft pl- roll or, or plug into uh, our, our community, right? The Men of Now community. But what one thing that's been really great about it has been just seeing how the guys in there have really been, again, taking a lot of the different content or like a lot of the different elements and everybody's really working on their own individual pathway and really like tailoring like their own approaches to, you know, who they are, who they want to be individually. And everybody's been supportive of everyone kind of going in their individual direction because you know one of the things that makes this awesome and just you know being in a community that makes it awesome is just again seeing like how unique and how individual everyone can be and what it is like the different directions that they want to go off on so it just really creates like a a great amount of like diversity of ideas and a diversity of like applications and also like uh just diversity of of learning um because again i've you know learned a lot from the guys and especially a lot of the guys that you know want to do things that are like completely different than the stuff that i want to do but we do have a core common ground where we're leveraging a lot of the same tools that can help each other out so yeah you know just um Shout out and credit to the all the guys in the the Men of Now community. It's um you know been been awesome being a part of it. Absolutely, absolutely, guys. And you know, hit the link down below if you want to learn a little bit more about it. One of our guys created an awesome website that kind of just goes over in detail like what value you're going to get out of the group and uh, how it can p- potentially benefit your life. So um, definitely, yeah, invite you guys all to join who's been watching and isn't a part of it. We're going to be doing uh, a monthly book club. So one of the members. Uh, has a book he chooses a month and we all read it and then we're going to have a meeting and discuss uh, a specific chapter or two um, and then also you can hop on streams with us like if you want to connect with, with one of us get some more exposure to your channel uh, definitely invite you to hop on too we'll have you on for podcasts we'll do different um, collaboration activities together and it's a great way to just reach a new audience and get some more exposure to your youtube channel or instagram or whatever it might be and, and we'll uh, sell your stuff for you too so i've got so yeah. Josh has a course. I have a dating course coming out. I've got another course I need to queue up. So one of the ideas is, yeah, it's taking it a step further. Things that we can't discuss publicly. You go, oh, it's more premium type content. 
more in-depth type workshops, Q&A sessions, eventually live in-person meetups. But also there is a large affiliate type network at play too, to where we all have really cool things we're doing, but I'm only one guy. I can't do it all myself. Or so if once I create something, Josh can sell it for me. Joel can sell it for me. I can sell Josh's stuff. I can sell Joel's stuff. So really it's about creating a network, a large value added network. And the group is member driven too. So come in, if you have something to add, you're more than welcome. It's it's not an exclusionary group like other groups I've been part of in the past or other groups that are in the space. So we did, we designed the group to target a lot of areas that other types of groups are missing. So there's a lot of unique features in there. One of them being that if you come in, you can start signing guys up and make monthly recurring revenue. So sign up two guys and guess what? Your monthly dues are paid for. Sell, sell one copy of my course or sell a couple of those. And guess what? If you want to live in Mexico, you have enough money to do so. So uh, it's really about just bringing all of our shared knowledge and premium products and services and business and networks and bringing it together and then trying to just lift all of each other up in whatever way we can do. So that's where I think the unique value add is, especially in this group. And it's, uh, it's been fun so far and we're just getting started guys. So definitely get in there, hit up any one of us on the panel. We, any, any one of us can get you in there to that link down below. You can just sign right up. Yeah, and I'll definitely say, um, you know, you know, if you're uh, kind of on the fence, I'd say like act now if you're you're watching this live or you're you know, you're seeing this over the next uh, week and a half because the the price is going to go up. Um, you know, I mean it's criminally low like right now, but again, we want to make it um, you know a lot more easy and, and accessible um, to, to help a lot of guys out uh, to you know get the the help and the resources that they need. But you know, that being said, there is a you know administrative cost to running this. But, um, you know, price is the lowest it'll ever be right now. So it, it will uh, go up and, and increase in about a, a week and a half. So definitely, like, highly encourage you guys, if you're on the fence, just, you know, hop in there now. Because, again, it's a, it's a monthly subscription. So, you you know, only pay for, for what you need. So, you know, we no massive upfront, you know, lifetime membership fees or costs like that. It's, uh, hey, use it uh, as you need it. Um, so, yeah, we you know, encourage you guys to check that. Like Jaron said, you know, hit any of us up, um, you know, individually if you want. Um, you know, always more than happy to to talk um, or, or detail things. And what's also great is you get, you know, again, direct access to a lot of us for a fraction of the, the cost that it would be to just normally like book an hour of our time. So, you know, it's, uh, again, great value out of resource um, and a, a great place to not only leverage just, you know, one of us individually, but all of us collectively. And we do have exclusive private webinars for members of the group. So if you guys join within on Tuesday, we're gonna I'm gonna be leading one here. So um, definitely invite you to hop in for that. And it's gonna be specific only to the community. It won't be on YouTube or anything like that. So we're gonna cover a lot of good information. I'm not even gonna say which one it is. So hop in the group to find out for yourself. And um, other than that, guys, I think you know this was a great, uh, effective podcast. And hopefully, for those listening, you guys could take something from it, maybe a book idea or two, and get out there and 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 read it for yourself. Um, appreciate everybody who did mention books, and that's something also that you can do in the group as well as share some of your wisdom you have. Because as I always thought, like, I mean, everybody here could have a YouTube channel with thousands of subscribers and talk about something that's super passionate for themselves and and all that so it's, it's just great that you know it's a place where you can do that essentially um so yeah uh jared would you like to wrap us up and and kind of share what your what's going on in your world and kind of just go around the horn yeah visit me at gringo guides on instagram i'm doing more of kind of the intercultural type stuff still my my channel I, I i'm i'm interesting so i'm all over the place but gringo guides really just how to build a lifestyle similar to mine 
something I've, I've been doing off and on for the last 20 years. So guys that are watching saying like, Oh, you know, dating all these Latinos are going to these rooftop bars or hanging out with these cool people or uh, doing music projects uh, in Spanish and English. You know, how do you do that? Well, you know, hit me up at gringo guides. That's kind of where I'm taking the channel. Uh, I do do some dating type stuff. That's one of many areas of my life I'm passionate about and I'm good at. I've got the fit to, or the fat to fit type stuff too. So if you're, um, I'm better with guys that are bigger that have a substantial amount of weight to lose. I can coach you through that process. I'll have a, product coming out here in the next year at some point on exactly how to do that. Again, I'm a structures and frameworks guy. So if you get any of my stuff, it's like, here's the plan. It's a starting point for you. And then I can coach you on the process to make it your own. So that way you can internalize it. You don't have to think about it ever again. You don't have to lose nights of sleep, have any anxiety around it, and then just move on to bigger and better things in your life. So that's kind of the way I structure things. Hit me up at Gringo Guides for any of that stuff. And then again, uh, hit, a, hit up any other guys on the panel too. If you're interested in the group, any sort of collaborations, uh, we'd love to have you. And we're just looking to grow the network, get some really cool guys in there that want to live the same type of lifestyle we do. And then just build this thing, just build, scale it far and wide. And uh, that will be my wrap up there. Oh, and then like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, show us some love. We all have YouTube channels. Whatever channel you're coming on this one, hit up each of us. Go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, share, comment. Show some love in the algorithms because a lot of this stuff doesn't give love organically. Um, I, I am doing more shorts, so like my shorts are popping out, but like they're, they're kind of dumb. <laughs> you know, like they're fun to do, but it's not an hour of just fire-ass content. So to get that stuff, you have to go. You have to take a couple steps, subscribe to our channels, ring the notification bells, enable all notifications comment, share all that good stuff and, uh, and spread the love. Now I'm done. Cool. Uh, Renegade. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you can find me, uh, on all of my socials, either at my website at renegadeweedman.com or, uh, on YouTube or Instagram. Um, usually on the Instagram, I usually throw more of the shenanigans on there, but, um, yeah, been an active dating lifestyle coach, uh, now for, for going on 10 years. Uh, so yeah, I'm always more than happy to, to help people with whatever part of their lifestyle they're looking to level up. Um, dating typically tends to be a larger topic. So that's why I've worked with a lot of clients on, but again, I try to focus in on holistic lifestyle. So again, how any piece that we work on fits into the big holistic picture that, of your life, that is your life. Um, and again, if you want like more direct access, uh, to me without necessarily having to, um, you know, pay for the, my full standard rate for an hour of my time, then you can join the Men of Now community and have direct access to me for only a fraction of the cost. Um, so yeah, you know, greatly, uh, again, appreciate you guys, uh, being here and, uh, you know, look forward to hopefully connecting with a lot of you guys soon in the, in the near future. Absolutely. And uh, find me over at Sobriety University, talk about addiction to all different kinds of things. Uh, and yeah, uh, I'll just say this too. Um, you know, Jaren has a course coming out, so keep an eye out. It's a very good course. I am doing a little work on it myself, um, getting a little preview and um, it's helping me a lot. I, I had a date the other day and I was editing the module course on dating. And during the date, I thought about a couple of things. So it's just good. It's like, if you can put the work in, it's going to have, you're going to yield results. And uh, you're bringing them through, you're, you're, you're running the volume. So it's nice to see like, because my framework works for me in my head. So it's nice to see you kind of subliminally taking it into your lifestyle and then seeing similar results. And in fact, there's been a couple of weeks where you've had, you've, you've exceeded my results. So I'm like, all right, like that, <laughs> like not only does it work for me, but it works for other people. And again, as you mentioned, it's a flexible framework. So we break it down in like the, the, the most important sequences or the steps or stages along the process. And then when you dial in, okay, how do you want to structure this as it fits to your lifestyle? So, uh, so I am glad to see that you're essentially beta testing it for me in real time. Yeah. Not, not beta, the, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Red Pill, no, Time te- beta. Te- beta, yeah. yeah. <laughs> beta. <laughs> that, yeah. That's actually funny, though. Um, that's actually yeah. the true definition of beta, by the way. So we'll have another, another yep. talk about that uh, sometime. But um, yeah, and, you know, hit me up, too, if you want, like, you know, if you're trying to get sober or something and, you know, you want just a funner life, you want to be dating and stuff. And, you know, I, I go out with Jaron and, you know, I, I don't drink. I don't do drugs or anything, but I still have a great time. I, I, I meet women and it's just a blast. So you don't have to have this party lifestyle to be successful um, in any area of your life that you want. So uh, I'm definitely here for you for that. And then um, also, I think that is going to be it. I'm sure there's like 10 more things, but <laughs> we'll wrap it up. We can keep uh, going, here. but yeah, let's yeah. wrap it up at the hour. We got a few seconds. Yeah. Um, so guys, <laughs> thank you everyone for coming on. Uh, once again, hit up the community for um, to level up with like-minded men. And other than that, we'll see you guys next week. Adios. Cheers. Adios, guys.